science, terror, for this was meant to be a study of Homo sapiens as animal, with an animal's instinctive responses stripped of the mask of social graces. Born far enough into the age of science to be photographed, their misaligned eyes and skewed teeth nonetheless gave them the look of crafty, superstitious peasants from the Middle Ages. They reminded Hoffman of a childish nightmare, of grown-ups from an old-fashioned book of fairy tales who might come and steal you from your bed in the night and carry you off into the woods. And there was another thing that unsettled him. The bookseller's slip had been inserted into the pages devoted to the emotion of fear, as if the sender intended to draw them to his attention. The frightened man at first stands like a statue, motionless or breathless, or crouches down as if instinctively to escape observation. The heart beats quickly and violently, so that it palpitates or knocks against the ribs. Hoffman had a habit, when he was thinking, of cocking his head to one side and gazing into the middle distance, and he did so now. Was this a coincidence? Yes, he reasoned, it must be. On the other hand, the physiological effects of fear were so directly relevant to Vixile Four, the project he was presently involved in, that it did strike him as peculiarly pointed. And yet Vixile Four was highly secret, known only to his research team, and although he took care to pay them well, $250,000 was the starting salary with much more in bonuses, it was surely unlikely any of them would have spent $15,000 on an anonymous gift. One person who certainly could afford it, who knew all about the project and who would have seen the joke of it, if that was what this was, an expensive joke, was his business partner, Hugo Quarry, and Hoffman, without even thinking about the hour, rang him. Hello, Alex. How's it going? If Quarry saw anything strange in being disturbed just after midnight, his perfect manners would never have permitted him to show it. Besides, he was accustomed to the ways of Hoffman, the mad professor, as he called him to his face as well as behind his back, it being part of his charm always to speak to everyone in the same way, public or private. Hoffman, still reading the description of fear, said distractedly, Oh, hi, did you just buy me a book? I don't think so, old friend. Why? Was I supposed to? Someone's just sent me a Darwin first edition, and I don't know who. Sounds pretty valuable. It is. I thought, because you know how important Darwin is to Vixile, it might be you? Afraid not. Could it be a client? A thank-you gift, and they've forgotten to include a card? Lord knows, Alex, we've made them enough money. Yeah, well, maybe. Okay. Sorry to bother you. Don't worry. See you in the morning. Big day tomorrow. In fact, it's already tomorrow. You ought to be in bed by now. Sure. On my way. Night. As fear rises to an extreme pitch, the dreadful scream of terror is heard. Great beads of sweat stand on the skin. All the muscles of the body are relaxed. Utter prostration soon follows, and the mental powers fail. The intestines are affected. The sphincter muscles cease to act and no longer retain the contents of the body. Hoffman held the volume to his nose and inhaled. A compound of leather and library dust and cigar smoke, so sharp he could taste it, with a faint hint of something chemical, formaldehyde perhaps, or coal gas. It put him in mind of a nineteenth-century laboratory or lecture theatre, 
and for an instant he saw Bunsen burners on wooden benches, flasks of acid, and the skeleton of an ape. He reinserted the bookseller's slip to mark the page. Then he carried the book over to the shelves, and gently made room for it between a first edition of On the Origin of Species, which he had bought at auction at Sotheby's in New York for $125,000, and a leather-bound copy of The Descent of Man that had once belonged to T. H. Huxley. Later, he would try to remember the exact sequence of what he did next. He consulted the Bloomberg Terminal on his desk for the final prices in the USA. The Dow Jones, the S&P 500, and the Nasdaq had all ended down. He had an email exchange with Susumu Takahashi, the duty dealer who would be in charge of execution on Vixal 4 overnight, who reported that everything was functioning smoothly, and reminded him that the Tokyo Stock Exchange would reopen in less than two hours' time, following the annual three-day gold.